Hello, everyone, and welcome to Canadian Sport Institute Pacific's Podium Cast podcast. In this podcast, we explore cutting edge ideas, gain valuable insights, and dive into athletes' journeys from the world of high performance sport. I'm your host, Kendra Stoner, and I'm so excited you're here with me today. Today I have with me Dr. Charlene Hoare, our mental performance lead and accomplished Canadian elite triathlete Ellen Pinnock, who are with me today to discuss being under pressure and how to manage stress. Before I sit back and soak up all this incredible wisdom on such an important topic, I'd like to give a little introduction to these two incredible women. Charlene Hoare has been supporting elite and aspiring performers of all ages to achieve personal and performance excellence since 1996. She is a member of the Canadian Sports Psychology Association and is the mental performance lead with the Canadian Sport Institute Pacific working with Olympic and national team athletes, coaches, and sports science and medical professionals. Charlene attended the 2014 Commonwealth Games and the 2015 Pan American Games and supported clients through three Olympic Games, including the 2010 and 2014 Winter Olympic Games in Vancouver and Sochi, and 2016 Summer Olympic Games in Rio. Dr. Hoor received a PhD in Sport and Exercise Psychology from the University of British Columbia and an MSc in Applied Sports Psychology from University of Idaho. She actively publishes her research on self-regulation and emotion management, as well as sport talent development. Dr. Hoor's commitment to practical and scientific understanding of the psychological foundations of performance excellence has a cutting edge approach towards training athletes, coaches, and business professionals to achieve personal and performance excellence. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Ellen Pennock is a Canadian Sport Institute Pacific triathlete from Calgary, Alberta, and has competed at the 2014 Commonwealth Games and 2015 Pan American Games. In 2013, she finished second at the U23 World Championships. After taking some time off from the sport in 2016, she returned as a guide for paratriathlon in 2017 and is now making a comeback to the International Triathlon Union racing as an individual. Ellen, thank you so much for joining me today to speak on such an important topic. It takes a lot of courage to get vulnerable and I'm so grateful as well as our listeners to have you with us today. Charlene will be facilitating this discussion and I can't wait to hear from you ladies. Take it away, Dr. Charlene. Ellen, thanks again for being with us today. Um, I think let's do the deep dive. So all athletes experience stress. That's a common belief, it's a common thing that's stated um, whenever you're reading online or in different interviews. Do you agree with this statement? And what does that mean to you when you hear that? Yeah, uh, I just wanted to say thank you for having me. Um, I'm excited for this conversation. Um, I would say, yeah, I would say um, stress in life, whether you're an athlete, whether you're just a person, it's pretty human to experience stress. 
it's just a matter of, uh, I guess, how you handle it as an individual. Um, I would say I'm a Raptors fan, Toronto Raptors. Woo! They won last night. Yes! <laughs> um, and I cannot think of a better example of someone who handles stress as Kawhi Leonard. It seems as the stakes got higher and higher, he just was able to stay as calm as possible. Um, and so, yeah, you can't deny that he was under stress. Um, but how he handled himself in the NBA Finals was something I really learned from. Um, another example I would say would be someone like Barack Obama. You can't deny Barack Obama's not <laughs> under stress. And I know reading um, Michelle Obama's book, she said during the most high stress situations, um, he was able to actually become more calm. Mm -hmm. um, so I, and I know Trent Sellingworth has also kind of likened it to a stress cup. Um, every person has their individual stress cup. Um, and so, and with training, uh, stress is inevitable. It's how we get better. And so that's the physical stress. Um, and you kind of want to get that stress cup full of physical stress. But things such as mental stress, emotional stress can also add to that cup. Um, and if that cup overfills, um, that's when um, some bad things can happen, like injuries or illness, um, underperforming. Um, so, yeah, I think stress is is part of sport is just something we have to embrace. Wow, that was beautiful. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so there's lots of different types of stress that an athlete can experience from physical stress to an emotional stress. Mm -hmm. um, you've said a mental stress. Are there certain situations that you find in sport that you might say is more stressful? And, mm -hmm. and what kinds of stress do you think you experience in those different situations? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I would say, I also want to preface this with pressure and stress is a privilege. Um, so I think that's something as athletes we have to wrap our head around. Um, being under pressure means maybe you have the potential to win. And so being under, pre under pressure is a privilege. Um, and something that I am looking forward to um, as I come back. I, I haven't felt like I've had a lot of pressure on me in the last few years, so that is something I'm really looking forward to. Um, but I would say, yeah, so the different types of stress you can go through um, in sport, you have obviously your physical stress, that's training adaptations. Um, you can have uh, emotional stress, whether, I, I, I find actually probably the emotional stress the most, um, the most difficult, I'd say, to um, manage, whether that be, um, struggling with relationships. I think relationship is a tough one too. Coach-athlete, parent-athlete, parent-coach. Um, I think navigating those relationships um, can add a lot of stress and sometimes a lot of unnecessary stress. Um, I would say some of the most stressful times I've experienced is during injury. Um, I would say, let's see if there's any other ones. Oh, and then I also, um, I think, um, there's another type of stress I would say that's anxiety, um, and that's something I've experienced on a almost um, on a daily basis. Uh, and that's I wouldn't even say that's really related to sport. It's just um, something that I is I have to manage myself is kind of some underlying anxiety that I I have on a daily basis that is usually unrelated to sport. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so thank you for sharing that. Um, I think 
different athletes are aware that they have this sort of uh, underlying anxiety, worries, mm -hmm. that just sort of um, permeate everything that they do and it might be exemplified in these privilege for to perform and mm -hmm. the, pri the privilege that you have for this pressure. Right. Um, did you always experience it like it was a privilege, this pressure, or did you come to learn that the pressure is a privilege? Um, I would say I actually like being under pressure. Um, I, I like being under pressure also when um, you have confidence in your preparation. Um, I like it when there's people watching you. I like performing. I like showcasing um, my potential. Um, so whether that be racing in front of a home crowd, I, I love. Um, I love racing in front of family and friends. I love it when I have the possibility of, to win. Um, I would say when I'm under pressure and my preparation leading up has not gone well, maybe I'm going with an injury, um, maybe I'm putting more pressure on myself than I should, maybe it's more internalized um, and there's actually less external pressure, uh, that's when I wish I wasn't under as much pressure. I wasn't feeling the pressure at the same way that I was. Right. Mm -hmm. So recognizing that it's sometimes you putting the pressure on yourself, Absolutely. not always the, the situation calling for mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. Do you think that happens to athletes often? Yeah, I think so. It's, I think sometimes we get wrapped up um, in our own little, in our, in our heads a little bit. Um, and uh, we can tend to um, make some situations a little bit more dramatic than they actually are. Um, so having the, the ability to kind of take yourself out of that space um, and see the circumstances for what they really are mm -hmm. um, is a good skill to be able to learn as an athlete. Awesome, thank you. How do you learn that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty tough. It, it takes a lot of practice, a lot of um, time investing in uh, your, your mental toolbox. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Mental tool. What does your mental toolbox look like? Um, Charlene has given me a lot of my mental <laughs> toolbox. <laughs> um, my mental toolbox. Uh, it's definitely something I've had to learn. Uh, that is something I've really had to work on, if, if out of anything. Um, I would say uh, mindfulness is a big one. Mm. Um, Charlene got me on the Headspace app a few years ago. Um, and so just being able to, um, I, they always, on the, on the app, they always say it could be stormy, but there's always blue sky above the, the storm. Mm. Um, so being able to find that blue sky mm. amid the storm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Um, so along those lines of, of uh, experience stress in different moments and different situations, I'm wondering if you experience your stress or pressure as something that's helpful for performance or harmful. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you do, it's been both for you. And what might be the key differences if it's been both? Right. Yeah, uh, like I said again, um, stress is inevitable part of sport. Um, and it's just a matter of finding a way to harness that stress um, to kind of use it as, as fuel um, to get the best out of yourself. Uh, and I've, I'd say um, 
in terms of using, I think also uh, stress is kind of a fancy word for fear. Um, mm-hmm. So part, I think part of stress is, is, is fear, which is very human. Um, and so I think um, being able to see stress for what it is um, and yeah, just u- using it as fuel. So for example, I would say um, in training, for example, sometimes I'll start to get a little bit of, st- I'll start to feel stress about a certain aspect of a race I have, I don't feel like I've, I've nailed yet, or I'll have a session where um, I've made a mistake in some part of um, like swim, bike, or run, and I'll feel stressed about it, but then I, that stress actually motivates me to, to figure out, to problem solve, um, to figure out, okay, what do I need to do to fix this? And some of my best performances have come after that, those feelings of stress, of feeling like I haven't nailed this yet. What do I need to do to problem solve in order to master this skill? Um, so I think, though, in terms of improving um, my, my um, skill set, and then also I think when I've been able to uh, reframe stress as excitement, again, um, people could feel stress racing on home soil because they feel like there's, they are um, racing for other people, they're racing for in front of um, their friends and family, they're racing for Canada. But if you can reframe that as excitement, um, it kind of has a really different feel to it than the word stress. Um, but then, and then of course, stress can um, diminish performance. Uh, I would say if it becomes overwhelming, it becomes overbearing. Um, if it becomes, um, you're just not able to, um, uh, what would be the right word? Um, yeah, just it, it just becomes so overwhelming that um, you get tense in the race um, and then you're just not able to perform things you practice in training. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I'm glad that you point that out, that it can be both helpful and harmful. And, you know, I think a lot of athletes, in my experience, tend to think of their stress as something that's always going to deteriorate their performance. Mm-hmm. Um, few kind of see it as that excitement that facilitates or enhances their performance. Mm-hmm. And what we're, what we're learning, of course, in the science is that it's a chemical reaction in our body. It's a physiological response mm-hmm. to a perceived threat. Right. So the same kind of energy comes though when you perceive it as something positive, a mm-hmm. challenge that you could come. Absolutely. And I think that's when you talk about that pressure, that privilege of having that pressure because you might be in a position to win. Mm-hmm. That is a, a challenge, that's perceiving a, a challenge now, not necessarily a fearful event that's going to take me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, switching that. So can you think of a time or a story where maybe a, you were looking at a situation and you had that fear and then you caught like consciously said oh I don't need to fear this I can turn this into something that's exciting mm-hmm. um, yeah I would say I have been to two major games I've been to the Commonwealth Games and I've been to um, the 2015 Pan American Games and I would say how I handled 
stress in these two games was very different. Um, and so um, how I handled stress, um, I went Commonwealth Games was 2014, the year after I went to Pan Ams. Um, having that ex experience at Commonwealth Games helped me be able to manage stress better um, at the Pan American Games. Um, and ultimately my performance was much better at Pan American Games because I was able to um, handle that stress better. Yeah, changing it in mm -hmm. terms of what the situation was really about for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, do you think that the way athletes manage that stress in a training environment is different than a competition environment? Right. I would say um, training and competition is slightly different, but for the most part, uh, training is rehearsal for racing. Mm -hmm. um, and so in our training sessions, we always try to dress rehearse a bit of stress, a bit, a bit of pressure, uh, whether that be um, doing regular time trials in the pool or on the track. Uh, sometimes our coach will throw in a, a QOM, a queen of the mountain, at the end of a ride. <laughs> Um, so just adding those situations where you have to be combative, where there is a little bit of added stress. Um, our swim coach will put us under pressure by having to commit to certain times. Um, so I'd say training is all about practicing. That's the, that's the practice space of how to handle stress. And then racing, um, that's where you really get to, to test um, how you've been able to handle stress in training. Uh, and of course, there is there is typically a little bit more stress surrounding competitions, um, but again, if I like to see it as as a challenge, being able to to master it, it's it's an, it's another it's it's a part of mastery, being able to um, just another aspect of it to be a fully mastered athlete. I'd say being able to um, take what you've learned in training and do it in the race. I love that perspective of seeing competition as mastery. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of athletes see it as sort of a one-time shot that says something about themselves. Mm -hmm. But of course, this is a long body of work that yeah. you are trying to um, develop. Mm -hmm. And competition is that test that you get to see how you're progressing right. along that continuum and there's gonna be ups and downs. So other than mindfulness, mm -hmm. do you have any other favorite stress management tools, we can call them, or? Right. Um, I think important, an important aspect is the people you surround yourself. Um, I think having a team around you, where you who you trust and you feel safe um, is a big part, at least for me. Um, it's a big part of um, being able to handle stress better. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's being able to maybe um, be vulnerable with someone, tell them how you're actually feeling, um, someone who knows you, um, and they can they can tell when you're stressed and maybe maybe you just need a um, a little pep talk. Um, so I'd say that's really important, and and just surrounding yourself with people who are inspired. They say you take on um, uh, like the the people you surround the top five people you surround yourself. You kind of start to imitate a bit. Mm -hmm. um, so choose wisely. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I oh what else? I had another. I just had another good idea. Um, oh yeah, habits. Mm. Yeah, putting together good habits. 
Um, so I like to, again, in, sometimes in, in the pool, we'll be given a space uh, to do our own warm-up. We're not given a set warm-up. Um, and in that space, it, it gives us a chance to practice what we do in a race, find out what works for us. Uh, so when we, when we get to a competition, we have a set warm-up. It's, it's familiar. Um, and I, I'm definitely a creature of habit, so being able to um, have a set routine is, is really helpful for me on race day. Um, so yeah, I have some, I'd say I have some rituals I, I have before racing to calm the nerves a bit. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So making sure you have great habits, surrounding yourself with the right people who you can really truly mm -hmm. authentically be yourself with yeah. and connect with is really important. I hear reframing mm -hmm. so that it's not stressful as much as it is a challenge mm -hmm. and looking for the privilege. Um, and then having a steady diet of mindfulness mm -hmm. is sort of your top five. I'd say so, yeah. yeah. Do you have any recommendations for young athletes who are developing and approaching these elite level competitions, mm -hmm. what they could do um, when they find themselves experiencing that stress or getting into the grips? For sure. Uh, I read a book um, with, uh, by Elizabeth Gilbert, Big Magic. Um, and she, she talks a lot about fear and stress. And she says, she provides a metaphor where stress and fear can, it's like you're going on a road trip and stress and fear, they can come along. Well, they're gonna come along, um, <laughs> but they have to sit in the back seat and they, they can't touch anything. They can't touch the radio. They can't touch the steering wheel. Mm. Um, so it just recognizing that stress isn't a bad thing um, if you reframe it you can use it as fuel um, to actually get more out of yourself. Um, I would say it's in, make sure you surround yourself with people you trust, people you feel safe. Um, and yeah, just remembering that when you feel pressure, it's, it's a privilege. Um, I'd say that's, that's the number one thing. And um, it's a really short amount of time you get to be under pressure. So um, embrace it and, and see it as a challenge uh, and just, I guess, find out what you're made of. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you wow. very much. That was amazing. Thank oh, you, Lee. <laughs> it was so, oh, I'm like taking notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The reframing part. Mm -hmm. I think that was my favorite bit of yeah. the language you kind of tell yourself and being able mm -hmm. to change that language of, oh, I'm under stress. This isn't good. To, oh, yeah. I'm under stress. Let's take advantage of this. Let's totally. show, them, show up in the way you want to show yeah. up. I was just at a retreat, and the, one of the facilitators is a friend of Brene Brown and talked oh, on, cool. yeah. on stress. She's my favorite. <laughs> and, yeah, she's the best. Yeah. And she talked, uh, she gave this advice of talk to yourself as you would a five-year-old. Mm -hmm. So she was explaining to herself how she was, oh, you're not good enough, and it's the voices in your head that are on repeat of the negativity, and we had this exercise where we wrote down the negative voices yeah. in our heads, and right. we all had such common, you're mm -hmm. not good enough, you're not smart enough, and being able to change that language to, yeah. oh, honey, you're doing your best, yeah. and talk to yourself, like, oh, how are you feeling today? Mm -hmm. let's, um, let's regroup, let's, let's yeah. see what we can do to kind of make this experience a bit better, and just talking yeah. to yourself in a more calmer voice is mm -hmm. I, I hung on to that real good and I stubbed my toe the other night and I was like, oh, why'd you, 
are you okay? Yeah. And it just put a smile on my face, yeah. and it was so refreshing. Yeah, sometimes too, I like, because before, maybe before a race, I had some what ifs. You have those what ifs, those doubts. Yeah. Um, but then, so maybe you're thinking, oh, like, what if I race poorly? But you can flip that, and as you knew the other thought, you can also say, well, what if I race great? Mm. Mm -hmm. So that's something I like to try and do too. I know we're recording this right now, but just watching your body language of, oh, like, I'm not going to be good enough. And then, oh, what if I do great? Like, yeah. your posture literally changed. Mm -hmm. And it's so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's so captivating and it's so intoxicating to mm -hmm. be able to have that positive outlook. Totally. Like, the mindfulness bit and putting together the mindfulness and refraining of mm -hmm. being able to, yeah, your mental toolbox. I love that. Yeah. And I feel like all those habits and reframing and mindfulness and the environment you put yourself in yeah. all kind of just combine into this like bubble of awesomeness mm -hmm. and light. Yeah. And I think being able to put them together is mm -hmm. great, great tools in the mm -hmm. toolbox. Awesome. And I, I'm just going to just piggyback onto that idea around everybody gets to do it differently. Not everybody does it the same. And while you may, you know, um, attract like-minded people or mm -hmm. acquire the same characteristics as the people that inspire you and you put, put around yourself, you still will race your race differently. Mm -hmm. And you will maximize your strengths yeah. in your race, in your strategic way. And so comparing yourself to others which is a common way that we get ourselves mm -hmm. lifted up and experience stress. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's like, okay, just recognizing that's all I'm doing right now is I'm just comparing myself. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I'm going to race my race and I know what I've prepared yeah. and what I can do. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's not always what we want to be able to do, yeah. <laughs> but it definitely helps mm -hmm. us set the tone in terms of managing those voices and that energy mm -hmm. so that we can really maximize yeah I think for me um the difference between Commonwealth Games where I crashed and broke my collarbone um and then the next year going to Pan Ams um and having a really great race despite a lot of hardships that were going on behind the scenes mm -hmm. um I think the difference was exactly that um just having the ability to let go um mm -hmm. and because a lot of the week before, I remember calling you or emailing you and said, I don't think I can race um, because I was just, I was so stressed um, and I, I wasn't finishing workouts and my confidence was super low. Um, but in the span of a week, uh, I was just really able to let go um, and I went into that race super relaxed mm -hmm. um, and I, I wasn't thinking about outcomes at whatsoever. Um, and just that little difference of, of not thinking about where I stand with everyone else in this race was the difference maker. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Mm. Thank you. Thanks, ladies. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Does anybody want to say any final words? Or? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that's good. That, that was great. That was great. I think we definitely touched on some really incredible things. And thank yeah. you so much for being with yeah, us, no Ellen. That yeah. was that takes a lot, and I'm, yeah. I'm really proud of you. And yeah, oh, thank this you. Was, that was really fun. <laughs> yeah. So it's an important topic, and I yeah. think people mm -hmm. will, will like to listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anytime. And thank you, Charlene. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is the Podium Cast with Canadian Sport Institute. I have Dr. Charlene and Ellen with me. Stay tuned for the next episode. Have a good day, everyone. Bye-bye.
Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Podium Cast. If you have any feedback or topics you'd like covered, send us an email at athlete at csipacific.ca. Stay tuned for our next episode and have a fabulous day.